Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And today we are finally starting season two. Yeah, I know. I will put in cheers and what's that thing called? Air horn. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot what it's called. Uh, Yeah, I will put that in because this is such a big deal. We're moving on to a whole new season. I'm moving on to the green section of my notebook with all my green highlighting and green, you know, this notebook came color coded. These are the colors I associate with the seasons. So it's perfect. And yeah, so now we're into season two and it's going to be really interesting. We've already talked about that a lot. Uh, And now we're finally going to get to see what's going to be so interesting about this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, right off the bat, before we started recording, you were already telling me some stuff where I'm like, what is this foolery? <laughs> I am not, I, I am not ready. The, these like first 10 episodes are like the greatest 10 episodes of like any show in history. Uh, maybe, or maybe like seven episodes. Because <laughs> Thin Ice, I think is episode 10 and that's not a great episode. That's episode seven, I think. Then whatever, everything before Thin Ice. I think Thin Ice is where, where I consider it the breaking point. No pun intended. Yeah. Okay, so it's Starstruck, Shutterbug, Duck Soup, Quest for Coolness, Secret World of Girls, Broadcast Blues, Thin Ice. Yeah, so it's the first six episodes then. I like three of those. All six of those, I believe, are in my top 10 or 15. Yeah, something like that. Amazing. And the and three of them are at my top three. But then after that, there's Head Games, Love and Basketball, Devil Mountain, Wild Child, Easy Cryer. Yeah. It drops off for a little bit. And then Easy Cryer, I think, is when it picks back up again. Yeah, it's weird. On Disney Plus, I was just going through each episode and giving a yes or a no. <laughs> That's so hard. It's like impossible. No, no, no. Just to whether or not like on first glance, like when I see the little thumbnail and I see the title, what like my first gut reaction to the episode is like, because like I said, I like every episode, obviously. Yeah. Like whether you like I put it on right now or I want to watch something else. Yeah. So I was going through season one and it was pretty much all yes, except for Swap.com and All About Yvette. No, my gosh. Even like Family Picnic? Yeah, I don't mind that episode. Oh my gosh, family We talked about it. I mean, I don't I love it, but I don't mind it. Swap.com, All About Yvette, and After Hours, like, with the ones that were, like, my bottom three. Yeah. Those were, like, the only ones where I was like, eh, yeah, no. But then I went through season two, and I was like, yes, yes, no, yes, eh, no, no, no. Okay. Kinda, yes, yes, not really sure and then yes 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 no yes no no yeah no (laughs) unbelievable (laughs) unbelievable (laughs) okay i think this is a great first episode by the way yeah for the season personally Mm -hmm. so this episode was Written by Mark Warren, even though we know that that doesn't really mean anything anymore. Um, yeah. and, and directed by Jonathan Winfrey. Oprah's brother. Yeah, right. Still interesting, though, to see, like, who got the name for these episodes, yeah, you know? Yeah, I feel like, like, we didn't really get an exact answer, but I feel like that means they probably wrote the first draft or something like that, maybe? Yeah, or they came up with a concept, probably, yeah. is what I, I'm, is what they kind of made it seem like. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it originally aired June 15th, 2001, which is almost a year to the day of the show's premiere, yeah. which was June 17th. And this episode was two. 13 in production. So this was meant to air as wow. the 13th episode. Holy cow. Which makes so much sense too because yeah. if you binge watch the series and you go from the end of season 1 to this, Shia's voice is like so much deeper. Yeah. He looks older and then you get to Shutterbugged and he's younger again. Or even like Quest for Coolness. Yeah, Quest for Coolness Shutterbugged. Yeah, it's he goes back for sure. Quest for Coolness was number 1 in production. I don't remember this airing before Shutterbug, though. Mm. I remember it airing later, like after it. I don't know. Weird. Disney Channel not even caring about continuity because in Starstruck, Ren already has her braces off, and then the next episode is about her getting her braces off. Mm -hmm. We meet Nelson in this episode, and then we officially meet him in Thin Ice. And so, like we said, it must have just been... Yeah, we want the BB Mac episode to be the season two premiere. Yeah, probably. Because, yeah. I mean, other than those two minor things and like Lewis's age, obviously, and voice, there's not really a need to worry about if it's content, like the continuity of it. You know what I mean? Because 12 year olds aren't going to remember most of that. They're not going to remember most of that stuff. Well, no, yeah, because like when you're growing up, you're watching it all out of order usually anyway. You watch it, yeah, you watch it every day and it's just random. Yeah, and so, but now, in in hindsight, if you watch it in order, it's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, it, oh yeah, definitely. Anyway, so I have this episode ranked number 27. Pretty good. Yeah, and I also guessed 27. And before we started recording, you told me this was your number eight, and now you're telling me you're going to move it even higher than that. Yep. Okay, I absolutely adore this episode. I might move it to four at the lowest five. I have the kiss at five and I have secrets at spies at four. I could push the kiss up to four just because of its significance, mm. but I like this episode better. I definitely would move it at least at five or, or four. Uh, I love this episode. I can see that. Remember, I remember we talked about secrets and spies at one point. That was like my favorite thing in the world was that episode. Mm -hmm. This was also that I just was obsessed with the luck, quote unquote, lucky penny episode. Mm -hmm. I everything about this. This is like the Lewis that an epitome of just a version of him just when he's in the studio and even just when he picks up the penny, the faces he makes, the the way he delivers certain lines. A lot of episodes do this, but I had like I had a smile on my face the whole time. There's just an energy to it that I love and the pace. It's so tight. I love this episode. Yikes. So. Three years ago when I did my review and the other night when I watched it, this episode was painfully slow. Oh my gosh. No, it's not. You're it was painfully slow and I don't know why. Oh. And I was surprised. I thought it was just something going on the way with the vibe of my house or my life or something with the way I was watching it the other night. Are you tired or something? Yeah, no, I watched it a little late. I watched it at like 9.30 or something. Mm. But then I was like, huh, is this just me like right now feeling this way? And then I read my review and I said the same thing. I said something felt flat about watching this episode. Really? And then I had the same feeling when I rewatched it. And I said, I don't know what it is. And, and I don't understand why. Like, I wrote that because I'm like, yeah, this is like a really memorable episode. It's, mm -hmm. yeah, like, sure, it's funny. But there's some, there's like a lot of 
dead space in between a lot of the lines mm. like the and and there's something about that that makes it feel very spaced out it was weird i mean obviously there are some gaps but i think even within those gaps there are things that I like that. I noticed that I like. Mm-hmm. I think this is my deep chocolate freak because you like deep chocolate. I think it's in your top 10, right? No, it's top, uh, 25. Is it that low? Maybe. Are you sure? Maybe mm-hmm. it's another episode I'm thinking of. There's an episode that you like that I think is kind of slower. I can't remember what episode it is now. Then I thought it was deep chocolate. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this. Like I was sitting there huh. and I was like, an episode shouldn't feel like when is this over really i was literally like oh my god this feels way longer than i thought it, it was really weird maybe it's just i'm so invested in the plot that even if it does get quote unquote dead that i'm still thinking about like what's going to happen next so i'm not feeling it you know because hmm. i think the plot I, I love the plot i think it just moves it, it's not it doesn't have like a one track mind like it has the lucky penny thing it has the baby mac thing and then it has how ruby changes like her love life kind of evolve mm-hmm. her changes and then i even like the ren subplot and i usually don't like what's the ren subplot there's this thing with her and ruby yeah i was gonna say wait what is this is there a version i didn't see <laughs> yeah that's the subplot though. it's in ren's world yeah yeah it's in ren's world like i don't usually i think ren is really good in this episode or christy is really good in this episode yeah i think like some of these quotes i have that i wrote down for potential favorite quote which i have five i had to just pick some random things scene after scene it's like oh yeah i love this part in the episode and then I, that comes and I'm like, oh, yeah, this part's awesome, too. Oh, and then this part's awesome. And there's no point in this episode where I feel like it's trying to figure out what to do. It's all I think it always has its mind on course. See, that's the I think that might be what makes it feel slow to me. It, I feel like it's just laying everything out. It Like it just sort of feels like it's just trudging along, telling all these different parts just to get to the studio. I don't know. But I think it flows well. Yeah, I don't know. Something about it just wasn't. I don't know. I love the episodes that kind of blend the stories together, too. No, I, I did write down I love that about it because I think it blends really well. Mm, I think all my favorite episodes are like that. Yeah, and I love how it blends because I also realized that this is the episode that sparked my crush on Lewis slash Shia. Oh, he looks awesome. And it was because of the makeover, (laughs) which we'll get to. I I was looking at him like, he literally looks better than all three of the BB Mac guys in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't get, I don't get the love of BB Mac. Like he literally looks better than all three of them. This also is kind of categorized as like a special episode in my mind because of the guest stars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that, it doesn't feel off, but it just feels different. I think it's utilized well, because I'm not as big of a fan of the special episodes as we've talked about. It was revolving around the guest star, but it didn't rely on it, though. Because mm. a lot of times when you have like a special episode, you can kind of tell sometimes in shows, writers kind of lean back a little bit and just let the guest star take over. But it still needed to be a good episode. Otherwise, they still wanted it to be good regardless of the guest star. Yeah, I like that. And I do think it's funny, too, the way they said that they got a call from Disney or something saying, you got to do something with BB Mac. Yeah. Because <laughs> that makes so much sense because they had a song on an episode of Lizzie McGuire. Uh-huh. And then they were on this. They were on All My Children, which is on ABC. Well, there you go. They played yeah. music videos in between yep. things on Disney Channel, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And so that's like a thing. So definitely. But and I think that's just I had this sense as a kid that Disney was trying to make me like these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? I already had their CD and I liked BB Mac. So 
I already was like, oh, sick. Like, BB Mac's going to be on even seasons. I like BB Mac. Yeah, so I I don't know. I feel like we haven't recorded an episode episode in a while. So I feel like yes. we're all over the place right now. We're not even like yeah. doing everything in the order we do things in. So we haven't even said the freaking synopsis. <laughs> 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 we're talking all about this episode and we haven't even said what it's about. It's awesome. <laughs> so the Disney Plus synopsis is Ruby is obsessed with the musical group BB Mac. Worried about her friend, Ren begs Ruby to set her sights on someone more attainable. Nothing about the penny. Uh, mm. <laughs> the IMDb synopsis is one long rambling sentence that just kind of made me laugh. It's Ren's friend Ruby becomes obsessed with BB Mac when they come to Sacramento to give away a chance to meet them as part of a radio contest prize. Again, nothing about the penny. So it's definitely the BB Mac episode in oh, yeah. the world of. The internet, I guess. Yeah, and I, I always called it the Lucky Penny episode, too. I never mm. even t- called it the Beauty Mac episode. It was always just both to me. It wasn't, yeah. yeah. But I love the, I just like the Lucky Penny concept, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Completely omitting the penny from both of these synopses. <laughs> baby, baby. But I always remembered that, too. Like, bearded penny dude. That That's something that I remember, you know, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah. So, <laughs> before we get further into it, it's time to check our voicemail. You have reached the voicemail box of the Even Stevens Rage Podcast. At the tone, please record your voice message. Hi, Brittany and Ethan. Uh, my name is Audrey, and I love your guys' podcast. I love the show, Even Stevens, and I started watching it the day that Disney Plus came out, and it's now one of my favorite shows. I think that Shia is incredible in it. Um, he makes me laugh so hard. I'm also just like really amazed at the amount of talent in the show, um, especially as a Disney Channel show, I feel like the acting is really good. The plots are always unique and the stories can be really crazy, but they're always really entertaining. I just think it's nice that there are some other people out there who love the show as much as I do. And I love hearing your guys' analysis on each of the episodes and your opinions. It always makes me crack up. I like the tweet segment a lot because hearing people's like crazy thoughts on this show it's a lot of fun to listen to um and i love your impressions Brittany. they're awesome <laughs> so i have a couple of questions for you guys um who are your top five favorite characters and which movie of shines is your favorite so thanks again and i can't wait to listen to more episodes yay nice thank you audrey yeah thanks audrey so lovely to hear from you. And yeah, that's so interesting. It, it sounds like she just started watching the show on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now it's become one of her favorite shows. Yeah, maybe. That's why I, I was kind of thinking. Yeah, or it was her first time watching it in a long time, and now it's become one of her favorite shows. Yeah, uh, maybe. She sounded like she had maybe had more experience with it. Yeah. Either way, super cool that it seems like yeah. she's coming around to it since revisiting it or watching it for the first time on Disney Plus. Yeah. So once again, shout out to Disney Plus for yeah. <laughs> getting things hopping again. I don't know. It's so cool to actually hear from people. I'm never going to get tired of these voicemails. Yeah, I like the voicemails. That That's probably my new favorite segment when we get a voicemail. Super cool. And yeah, I mean, a lot of similar things, you know, Shia's performance being great. Of course, we agree. Mm. <laughs> Some more love for my impressions there, which <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice that's comforting yeah and then those questions right so top five favorite characters which that's like a lot that's like a lot of characters yeah i could do it it's not gonna be definitive but i can do one 
Okay, go ahead. All right, Lewis, Twitty, Donnie. This is this is an order. This is one to five. Mm-hmm. So Lewis is number one, Twitty's number two, Donnie's number three, Tom's number four, and I'm probably gonna say Tawny is number five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. Like as you, as you were saying those names, I was like, "Dang, what would mine be?" Yeah. So I'm probably gonna say, of course, one to five. Lewis, probably Tawny. Yeah, I, th- I knew you'd have Tawny too. Yeah. Yeah, just because I love her and I kind of relate to yeah. her. Tom. Oh yeah, good one. Um. Okay. <laughs> this is difficult. Okay, Lewis, <laughs> Tawny, Tom. I want to say Donnie. Oh, well, Donnie. He's killer. I feel so bad if neither of us say Ren. <laughs> but I mean, like, to me, I, I'm like, I saw myself as Lewis, so she was always like the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> I love Ren. I mean, I love every character. I love, yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't even put Steve on my top five, but he's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm tempted to put Larry on there. I was going to say, I even thought about Larry. He's a great character. So I think for right now, it would be Lewis, Tawny, Tom, Donnie, and Larry. Yeah. For right now, I think. Larry's a good one. Larry's a good pick. I wouldn't be mad at anyone's top five. Yeah. Unless they put Jason Bagwell, Junior-y. <laughs> a one-off character as their top five characters. <laughs> uh, Blake Thompson. <laughs> okay, so those are our top five characters, I yeah. guess, to answer that. And then which one or ones of Shia's movies are our favorites? Ooh, this is a really hard one. I could pick, I can pick, it's probably two for me. I have an order on Letterboxd. Right. I've been meaning to use that. It's awesome. So I'm going to do a top three because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Transformers 1, Peanut Butter Falcon, and oh man, maybe Holes. Yeah. I'm not including the Even Stevens movie because that one, I just, mm-hmm. that'd be biased, but I'm going to pick those three. Yeah. I definitely like my soft spot for Shia is like his early 2000s stuff. Yeah, I know. So I feel like so bad not acknowledging any of his other stuff. That's obviously really good. For me, it would probably be Holes, number one, because I was obsessed Classic. with that movie. Classic. Obsessed with that movie. Yeah, me too. Um, Battle of Shaker Heights. Classic. And Disturbia. Oh my gosh. I forgot about Disturbia. Yeah, just uh, yeah. I'd still put. I'd probably be like four or five. I do like yeah. Eagle Eye too. I love Eagle Eye. Yeah, Eagle Eye was good. Eagle Eye was good. All of my fondest things are like I remember going to see Disturbia in the theater. Oh yeah, me too. With my friends in eighth grade, mm-hmm. we sat in the back and it was it was really fun. And, I sat in um, the back too when we saw Disturbia. I was a senior in high school. Yeah, we're like four years apart, right? Because I was about to go into high school and you were a senior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And it's also sad, like, we saw it at our old movie theater that has been bulldozed since and turned mm. into, like, a strip mall place. Of course. So, I mean, there's still a movie theater there, but it's not the same, you know? So, yeah, I have nice memories of that. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then, of course, Holes, being obsessed with that movie. I had it on DVD, watched it constantly. Me too. That was a, I watched a special features constantly, too. Oh, me too. Like, yep. This is more Shia content. Exactly. That was the first movie I saw of his in the theaters because mm. that came out I think before Dumb and Dumber or- I mean 2003 was a big year for him that was all yeah he was also 2003 Shaker Heights Steven Stevens movie yeah that was a good question yes thank you Audrey and thank you for listening and glad you're enjoying the show uh, and the podcast so of course anyone else listening 
feel free to send us a voicemail as well with any thoughts or questions uh, by calling the number in the description or emailing us a voice recording of some kind, be it a voice memo or wherever you want to record your voice. (laughs) I think that was the first time we got like a question, right? Like a question. Yeah, it kind of seemed maybe. I like like questions. Send more questions. Yeah, that's fun. That was fun. So... A half hour into this. Um, <laughs> it's cool. We talked about the episode, at least. I feel like our conversation was already really interesting with how yeah. our different opinions. So, plot point time. This episode opens with Ren and Ruby walking home from school. And we see that Ruby is basically completely zoned out and obsessed with listening to her radio, which is a portable cheetah print pink Walkman, uh, which is just great. She's in a lot of pink. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of happening. Yeah, a lot of pink. Um, in the, I feel like in the like the early 2000s and the late 90s, everything was like pink, pink, pink. But it wasn't like <laughs> pastel pink like the early 90s. It was like hot pink. Yeah, hot pink. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah hot pink. And not just a little bit of it. You have to be head to toe. Yeah. All one color. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because Ren doesn't wear a ton of pink, though. She wears a lot of blues. And purple. And purple, yeah. But yeah, so we see Ruby's totally out of it. She's just zoned out, walking, going through the motions of walking home. And uh, Ren's trying to talk to her, and she's not listening, so she starts saying all that stuff about, like, oh, yeah, this person's dating someone from Venus and whatever. And she's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, Ruby basically explains that she's trying to make sure she hears the right B.B. Max song or the three in a row songs from B.B. Max so that she can call in and win, uh, be able to sit in on their recording session. Because, first of all, yeah, this episode starts <laughs> before we see Red and Ruby walking home. They show us a map. And I, I was just <laughs> laughing at this. <laughs> It shows a map of, like, a red line showing England, Sacramento. (laughs) It's so, it's so unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a geography lesson for the kids, like, England's way over here, guys. (laughs) Yeah, they wanted to really make us feel B.B. Max's journey to the United States, visualize it. And they had to give us all this exposition about them. Yeah. (laughs) One of the hottest bands in the world. I was like. Really, though? Yeah. I'm like, I feel like you're telling me they're one of the hottest bands in the world. (laughs) I always think it's funny. I mean, this isn't even one of the worst cases. When you see like an old guest star on like a TV show and like a sitcom where there's an audience, they tell the crowd to applaud when they walk in and you're like, who is that? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea who this person is. And it was someone who was kind of popular in the early 90s for like a month and now nobody knows who they are. What's amazing is that in this case, like, again, like we always say, like, even Stevens made really smart pop culture references. Yeah. It's kind of funny because even though B.B. Mac is, you know, irrelevant, like, kind of, you know, in 2020. Yeah. For anybody watching the show, like, I've seen people assume that they're a fictional band. Wow. It's funny because if they're, they weren't so obscure that if if you grew up at that time, you'll remember B.B. Mac. Yeah. At least mm-hmm. you'll know the songs. But, yeah, now nobody younger than, like, 20 two probably knows who bb mac is yeah so for any like any new people watching it they're just like oh yeah this must be just some fictional boy band in this show it's an obscure reference i mean you take like the top 10 boy bands they might be on there but it's a big drop off after lfo pretty much but yeah i wrote that in my notes yeah people think or assume bb mac is fictional (laughs) so it all works out in hindsight (laughs) 
so basically, yeah, so Ruby, Ruby's obsessed and uh, we eventually see her bedroom, which just further proves this to us. This may seem insane, but people are like this. Um, so my my sister, I call her my sister, like my best friend growing up. She was like she was boy crazy. She had like InSync posters, Dream Street posters, <laughs> Dream Street. If you if you took a picture of her room, you look at it and you'd be like, man, this is like the late nineties girls' bedroom. Yep, it was plastered. Ruby reminds me a little bit of her back then. I'm, I won't say her name, but she knows who she is. She listens. At, when I was younger, like during this time, I had like two Aaron Carter posters. Oh oh my gosh, she was upset. I've seen Aaron Carter three times in concert because of her. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I loved Aaron Carter. So I had like two Aaron yeah. Carter posters. I had a few Hillary Duff posters yeah. during this specific time, like this yeah. early, you know, 2000 to 2003, um, But then I started getting into pop punk and stuff so that my whole room just became a Green Day, yeah. Fall Out Boy shrine. <laughs> I don't know if I ever showed you this before. I have a picture of my room. Did I ever show you that before? Back then? Yeah. I don't think so. I have a picture right here. I can show you. I need to see this. So here is my room. <laughs> That's the pop punk phase. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have seen this actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think I showed you because over there I have a yeah. poster of Ricky Oldman. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Yep. That's amazing. That is so funny. So I definitely understand. But this is like really intense with like the hanging heads like the little mobiles basically of bb back heads because usually like girls they'll pick like one member to latch onto of every group she picks all three of them (laughs) which i guess obviously is a diplomatic choice if you're the disney channel but yes yes um yeah it's just funny yeah and the cardboard cutouts and just everything Mm -hmm. but I, i wrote down that i do like her room and i think it's a good um Set design. Yeah. It, it definitely, it feels like a 14-year-old girl's bedroom. Yeah. The set designers on the show are really good at controlled chaos, I think. Mm. You know, like even with Lewis's room and, yep. and this is another good example. From the paint, like the accent yeah. walls of like orange and then blue and then whatever. Yeah. And the cheetah print rug on the ground that like goes with her cheetah print Walkman. And yeah. There's little things like that that you kind of just piece together and it's just sort of like, okay, this is what Ruby likes. The only thing that would have made it better, and I don't know if there is one, would be like an inflatable chair. Oh my gosh, I know. I always wanted one. It doesn't look like she has an inflatable chair now. She has a chair, but it's not inflatable. And so, yeah, but anyway, so she's like, oh, no, yeah, Ren, like, I can totally focus on her homework, whatever. And then she thinks they're about to announce the song or play the song, and she starts screaming. She has, she does a great freak out, by the way. Like, it's really good. I know. (laughs) Like, she kills it. I was like, dang, that's a really good freak out. I just love the way she says, baby, back, I love you. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't even try to bother calling the phone number. (laughs) I love that, though. This is it. False alarm. Yeah. (laughs) So then cut to outside the school, Lewis and Tawny coming off of the school bus. You know, Tawny's talking about how she's exhausted from being up all night studying for this uh, history test about the Constitution. Again, like something about this dialogue feels very empty. I don't know. Really? Just the way, yeah, just the way they're talking about it. And One of my favorite quotes is here. And then like even Lewis saying, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, when you say it like that, it sounds all important. Just something about it feels like a line to me. It's like, oh, this was just a line. Maybe that one line. But I had, there's a line here that's that's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah? Hmm. Yeah. You'll never guess what it is. Yeah, I have no idea what that could be. It's so subtle. It's so subtle. But I did like 
very another, something very small when Lewis just says, "I'm dead." Tawny says, "Yes." <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's what it was. Really? I didn't think you'd pick it. Yeah, yeah. I love Ellen. I notice I always respond to things like that. Like when somebody says something like, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" Like we're never gonna make it. I say yes. <laughs> like I just say that like subconsciously, I guess I picked that up from this episode. I don't know. It's just the way she says it just yeah, so it's, plainly. It's so so small. funny. It's so tawny too. It's just, yes. Uh, see, that's funny though. Cause yeah, I did notice that. Interesting. I didn't think you'd pick it up, but yeah. Yeah. Cause Lewis isn't gonna, he's not ready for the test. He's, he, he's dead yeah. in, in the sense that he's totally going to fail. Uh, cause he knows nothing about the constitution. And so he sees the penny and he's like, Oh, look a penny. Goes and picks it up, and then this scaffolding or whatever it is that these guys are on working on the school falls over. Lewis emerges perfectly unscathed, just narrowly escaped death. Here's how I interpret this. Mm -hmm. The penny belonged to one of the workers on the thing. Mm. And when he dropped the penny, they got bad luck, and that's why the scaffolding fell. Interesting concept. Because that's why like later on, obviously, it kind of comes back around to that little bit yeah i just love it so good but then like yeah so then he like you know he pops up yeah pops up with that little sound effect (laughs) he just kind of like daintily hops out of the little (laughs) yep some of this dialogue feels weird too like there's there's a lot of dead space here and then when tweety comes up and he just says something fell i love that though it's so good uh, something felt like he heard because it's a big crash. Uh, Twitty, I, I, as a kid, I always thought this was weird too. The way Twitty explains to Lewis, like, dude, dude, that's why I missed you, man. Because you know, if you find a penny, you get good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love how he says luck. He says you get good luck. AJ's delivery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They had to teach this to kids watching or something. I just, I think it's funny. It's so. I love this whole bit. Is so charming with Twitty. <laughs> I could stop laughing when it this whole this whole time. I'm laughing just thinking about it. Yeah, and then so yeah, Lewis is like, oh yeah, well then I'm gonna need this luck on this test. We do a weird transition that lets you know pop the penny and have it do yeah. a crazy transition. <laughs> you can tell they're kind of playing around with different types of cuts with the penny throughout the episode. Again, like we said, with that rain cloud in Lewis in the middle, it's like, we figured out how to do these transitions. (laughs) Let's do them all. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So, yeah. So then it cuts to the test canceled due to my monkey having babies. When I was a kid, this that sentence, it was a weird sentence in my head. And I always imagined it. I didn't really think too much about it, but I always just assumed it was my babies were having monkeys. (laughs) <laughs> like my monkey having baby, like like it was hyphenated yeah it didn't make sense to me but i was like oh okay whatever like a few years later i was like oh the monkeys had babies okay the monkey <laughs> had babies. I don't know. you darn monkey having babies <laughs> i got some monkey having babies i know <laughs> gotta cancel the test <laughs> yeah so then tawny's just like wow talk about dumb luck yeah so then lewis holds up the penny and it's like oh thanks bearded penny dude or whatever yeah and uh then cuts to nelson that we see for the first time and he's all up in ren's personal space and we've never seen him before but here he is yeah if you've never seen him before it makes no sense why he's so overwhelming you're like what's wrong with this kid yeah because yeah we don't have any context of his yeah. hypochondria did i tell you my story about gary leroy gray Yes, actually. Okay, yeah. I don't know if I told you. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you didn't tell everybody else, though. But Oh, I didn't say it on the podcast. Okay. I used to, quote unquote, co-manage this hip-hop artist. He invited his, be- his best friend to feature on one of the songs. And in walk, he's like, oh, yeah, my friend Gary's here. 
and in walks Gary Leroy Gray. And I was like, no freaking way. I was like, this dude was on even Stevens. I was like, there's no way. And he was on Slappy and the Stinkers, which when I was a kid was like my favorite movie at one point. We were recording him like rapping a verse and we were talking and just hanging out. And I was like, dude, this is insane right now. And it was a super cool experience. And I had actually had a run in with him a couple years earlier just in Hollywood. I just got a picture with him. He didn't remember that. But um, <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Really cool experience. I remember you told me that. You were like, okay, so here comes Nelson just walking in, spitting <laughs> some verses. Yeah. Like. And he was good. Like, I was like, dude, this guy's a good rapper. Huh. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, interesting. Good stuff. Story time with Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Needs its own jingle. Ding, 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 ding. Story time with Ethan. Just put like a little background <laughs> music. Yeah. Nelson is suddenly super close to Ren and Ruby now. We don't know who he is, but here he is. And he says that he's worried about Ruby. And then they cut to Ruby sitting there on the steps at school. And she's still completely zoned out in the same clothes. Hasn't slept, hasn't showered, clearly. And uh, Ren and Nelson go over to her. And I do love when she says, you know. Um, Hey, Ruby. Ren, I haven't slept. I haven't eaten. Do you really think I want to chat? Lauren Frost is really good here in this Was episode. Was this on her s- third, third episode? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Really good. I mean, I think they realized they kind of struck gold with her, too. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about before, like, they kind of started developing more comedic characters with the mm-hmm. inclusion of her. And she was kind of like the first. Mm-hmm. She's really good. She is. Basically, the scene quickly is they're concerned and they end up snatching her binder from her and going through her binder and it's just nothing but BB Mac. It's just all doodles of BB Mac, cutouts of them from magazines, and then the most disturbing pop-up ever of Mr. and Mrs. Ruby <laughs> BB Mac. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's just like, yeah, like you said, you would pick one, but she's like, I'm just going to marry all of B.B. Mac and my last name will be B.B. Mac. When I was a kid, I was like, first of all, their last name isn't B.B. Mac. <laughs> They're not, like, it's not Hanson. They all have know, right? different least, last names. It's not the Jonas Brothers. It's you not, have to you pick know. one. You can't just marry all three of them. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I know, I love that. It's not Hanson. It's not, so you know, it's not a band of brothers, you know? Yeah. Which, either way, that would be even more disturbing. Yeah, I guess that's all true. all three right? brothers married one girl. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here already? <laughs> like, like, what? It took us 15 seconds to get to the most disturbing conversation. Yeah, so basically that's that. And then Ruby just snatches her binder back and she says, if I miss that BB Mac song, it's on your head. It's on your head. <laughs> yeah, it's on your head. I love her accent in this Me episode. Too. It's like so extra. I mean, it's always extra, but she's yeah. like over the top with everything. Yeah, so then cut back to the outside of the school. <laughs> That is the warehouse with picnic tables. So great. School bus is still there. So it's lunchtime. And again, this feels like every time they're talking about like the good luck stuff that's happening to Lewis, it just feels like exposition. Like they're just telling us what happened. Where's Lewis? Oh, like Wexler couldn't, you know, had a meeting so he couldn't eat his birthday lunch. Guess who got it? I'm like, okay, you just told like, you know. To me, it's better than showing a few instances instead of like being able to like incorporate a bunch of different ways that he's having good luck in just like little small ways because other than them just you know it revolving around like one or two lucky things it's like a bunch of little things 
oh no, I like that. But it's just the way that they're presented just feels very like, and now this happened. And like they tell you. I don't know, I kind of like it. I don't know. Like I feel like maybe if he had just shown up, like with the meal, hey guys, what's up? And it's like, what is this? And then it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, and like maybe if like he explained it. Yeah. I don't know. Just It just feels weird. It was like Twitty's just announcing what's going to come on screen in a minute. I, I like seeing the kind of resentment that Twitty had though when Lewis wasn't there to Tani, like kind of like, yeah, I like that though. But then I, <laughs> I also wrote in my notes about this though. I was like, really? So it's Principal Wexler's birthday lunch and they couldn't hold that for him? Like just because he had a meeting? I always want to know why Lewis got it. Ren would get it. And then also, what kids like lobster? Yeah, that was, yeah, I didn't like, well, I remember as a kid, I was like, ugh, lobster. (laughs) I guess you're supposed to like lobster. Like, I've never liked lobster, ever, still to this day. I like it now, but as a kid, I didn't. Anyway, but yeah, so that, that was just always something I'm like, really? Okay, I guess Lewis just got it. Cool. Yeah, and then I started realizing, like, in this scene, I I was going to start doing a counter of how many times Shia says, you know, and buddy every episode. Or bro. Bro, too. He says bro a lot. Yeah, they said bro twice in this one scene. Yeah. It's like, you're going to eat that, bro? Not here, bro. <laughs> I love it, though. It's just like a charm to it for me. I don't yeah. Know. I like it. He sits down. And he's like, oh, yeah. I hope it's not too overcooked, you know? That's just a Shia thing. Yeah, I know. But like we were saying, like, that's what he throws in to sound yeah, more Yeah, just natural. like the little, the little ticks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That Mark and Dennis were saying and how they did not script the, you know, so I'm just like, I want to just count all the times <laughs> yeah. he says, you know, but in this episode, he's, he only says it twice, I think, but still there are other episodes where it's really bad and I'm looking forward to counting all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. and we, I say, you know, all the time too, little weird things that I say, I say buddy all the time. I say, you yeah. know, all the time. I say mm-hmm. bro all the time. I it just I didn't even really think about the you know thing. That's yeah. probably why I say it all the time though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Lewis thanks Mr. Abe for helping him get that lunch. Yeah, Twitty's like, who's Mr. Abe? Uh the bearded penny dude or like the dude on the penny, whatever. And he's always kissing the penny, which now in coronavirus land, I'm like, y'all, you don't know where that penny's been. You're just kissing a penny. <laughs> Lewis asks Twitty if he's going to eat the little fruit cocktail uh, thing. And he's like, oh, no, yeah, you can have it. And then I did laugh for some reason, just the way Shia acted it. Where As soon as he opens it, he goes, what's this? Like one second after taking it from Twitty. Just immediately good luck. Immediately. What is this? Congratulations, you've won a free fashion makeover courtesy of Fruity Fruit Cocktail. Check that out. It's almost like he saw that on the side. It said, like, you could win a free makeover. And then, which, by the way, is like not a good prize if you're 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. If you're a dude. And then I like how Twitty says, dude, I'm starting not to like you. But then again, like we said, the way teen boys make up so easily, claw. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Gosh. Cuts to Ruby's intervention at the Stevens house. So she comes walking in the front door. They drop a blanket on her, tie her up, bring her into the living room, sit her down. I I always laughed the way they're like, okay, Ruby, like you have to promise like when we take this off, you have to remain calm. And she just does this really over like exaggerated (laughs) nod under the blanket. And then as soon as they lift it off. Ruby, please. Why are you doing this to me? Because it's an intervention. I love Ren says, Ruby, please. I don't have a reaction. She's like, Ruby, what is wrong with you? I did, oh See, this stuff goodness. I didn't notice, I don't think, like, four years ago when I made my list, like, these parts of the episode. And I think that's why I just, it kind of heightened it for me. These things yeah. with Ruby and Ren. I like it. 
So basically, they just start telling her to like snap out of it. You're never going to be Mrs. Ruby BB back. I love when Ren tells her that though. And trust me on this one, <laughs> you are <laughs> never, ever going to be Mrs. Ruby BB back. And they just tell her, you know, set her sights on someone more attainable, but not before she has this daydream that is literally a fanfic. Yeah. Like this, this is how fanfic is written. She's just, mm-hmm. what if I'm at the park and I'm getting my ice cream and, and then I noticed too, what is up with her accent here where I never knew what she was saying. The subtitles on Disney Plus, like she's getting the ice cream and then dude comes up and he's like, oh, sorry, I thought that was mine. And she goes, the line is, aren't you Steve from BB Mac? But she says, aren't you Steve from BB Mac? Mm hmm. But it's just like, aren't you? I've heard people say, aren't you? My wife's family is in New Jersey, and some of them kind of say that sometimes. Ah, man, because as a kid, I never knew what she was saying. I thought she was saying something about the month of (laughs) August. I had no idea. Aren't you Steve from BB Mac? I was like, what is happening? Uh, something about the month of August. I don't know what she just said, but it's about August. Yeah, she was. I thought she was like, August and something, Steve, BB Mac. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then suddenly other dude comes over. Oh, no, you don't. I saw this vision of loveliness first. Mark? Ruby, I spent my whole life looking for a girl just like you. Christian? <laughs> like, imagine just being bombarded by BB Mac at the park. They're aggressively hitting on you. Yes! And she's like 14 and they're like in their 20s. Easily. It's so weird. It could happen though. One more pertinent story real quick. Okay. So you know the group Dream Street? Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know Chris Truesdale? Actually, yes. The name. Yeah. Okay. So my sister, after Sync, Dream Street was it. That was it. It was just Dream Street. And she was obsessed with Dream Street, but more obsessed with Chris Truesdale. I just Googled him to refresh my memory. Absolutely. I know this kid. She loved Chris Truesdale. She made a binder of all the time, all the pictures of him. She was obsessed with this guy, and she knew everything about him. She knew everything about Dream Street. I knew everything about him because of her. She went to all these concerts and saw them. Uh-huh. I was the friend, and I was like, they're celebrities. You're never going to meet. You're never going to like get in a relationship with them. It's not possible. I was trying to be practical, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward to when I'm we're like 18 or 19. He's playing at like the fairgrounds or something, and she goes... I, I, I might get the story wrong, but she goes and basically brings the binder. It gets in his hands somehow. He invites her backstage and they start talking a little bit. And he starts like, get. he's like, man, I, I can't believe you made this. They end up kissing. What? Yeah. And she called me and told me this. And I, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. But, you know, every, every time you're obsessed with somebody and you're like, dude, it's never going to happen. Like, stop. Like <laughs> Ren or like Nelson was saying to Ruby. But that was literally what happened. I don't know. He was like super into her though. Oh my God. Isn't that weird? That is. She'd be fine with that story being told. I'm not saying her name. And that was story time with Ethan. (laughs) Okay. It's like the third story of this one. But I mean, they're all relevant to this episode. I I just think about when I'm watching this episode, I'm like, man, that's her. That is crazy. But the odds are not that high. Let's let's just say that. They're very low. Yeah, I just wrote that. This is literally fan fiction. Yeah, and then the way they're like, oh, there's only one way to settle this. Who's got the hairiest arms? It's, <laughs> it's super awkward. What 12-year-old or 13-year-old is into hairy arms, first of all? <laughs> That's just like further telling us that these guys are way too old for her. <laughs> Spoiler alert, none of them have hairy arms. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, no, who's got the sweetest voice? So awkward. Ruby. Ruby. 
Oh, man. It could happen, right? And, uh, you know, them just telling her, like, it's okay, just set your sights on someone more attainable, and they untie her, send her on her way, basically, because, you know, and then Lewis uh, comes walking in, all made up from this makeover that he won. Yeah, I do love that, where they're like, Lewis, you look, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stunning. <laughs> yes. Is this the only scene with Nelson and Lewis together? Um... I think it's the only time they interact ever, at least. Maybe. Uh, I just noticed it. Weird. Huh. And then, you know, well, you know, I just got to make over, so I'm having a pretty good day. (laughs) Then the bird comes flying in, lands on his shoulder. Oh my God, that's Pecky. Pecky, what? How do you know? (laughs) And it's like a dove that's painted blue with watercolor or something. Yeah. Poor bird. Yeah. Probably worth more than $50. Yeah. Very rare looking bird. Yeah, the $50 reward. Come on, Pecky, let's go see Mama. And that's that. Oh, yeah, so then it already cuts to the next day. Ren and Ruby are walking home from school again. You know, a rehash of the first scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, <laughs> so Ruby's telling her... I can't thank you enough for throwing that blanket over my head and bungee cording me to the chair. Hey, that's what friends are for, right? I mean, you were so right about Baby Mac. They're just a silly young girl's fantasy. You know what? We all go through that stuff. And Ren, I want you to be the first to know there's a new guy in my life. Ruby. When and who? Well, you said there'd be someone. I just didn't think I'd find him so fast. We're perfect for each other. And so she goes to her room. And I love the way this is the way Ruby likes someone. (laughs) She has no middle of the road. Like, does she know how to like someone without being a creepy stalker about it? I was like, do people do this for, like, guys? They like, like, real guys. I know they do it for celebrities. I've never seen anybody doing it to this level of, like, a guy or a girl that they like. It's insane. Mind you, like we said, like, we don't really know how time frames work on this show, but this could be the next day, and she already has all this stuff printed out and made. (laughs) The best pictures, though, by the way, of Lewis. Oh, I know. It's so funny. It's one thing for a celebrity, but for a regular person, like, now you're a stalker. Yeah. Like, we're crossing a line now. Yeah, if a guy did that for a girl, like, it would would play way worse than this. And, uh... Yeah, but it's funny. So, you know, we just see quickly all these shots of Lewis and it's basically exactly the way her room was with BB Mac. But now there's like just floating little Lewis heads and like Lewis all over the place. (laughs) Floating Lewis heads. Well, it is like little Lewis head mobiles. (laughs) There's that one poster that Lewis actually has on his wall of himself as well. It's that Mm -hmm. picture of him making that face like that weird like the like he's doing lip trolls or something. there's something about that I'm like that looks like an iconic poster oh yeah because it looks like it was taken the day of this episode yeah because he has the hair and stuff yeah yeah he has the hair and he's in the gray shirt interesting but yeah that one poster it looks like that could be a poster no explanation that's just the poster you know that poster the Loomis Freeman headshot poster yeah it'd be cool yeah. And I, and I was saying, like, for Ren, I was like, yeah, it's one thing for Ruby to feel this way about a celebrity, but about your little brother? She's more upset about it than she was about the BB Mac thing. Yeah. It's, like, disturbing to, like, walk yeah. into your best friend's room and see your little brother plastered all around her room. That would be yeah. the most disturbing thing I could imagine. Little brother, too. It's little just brother, like, yeah. ugh. 
Yeah. yeah. And it is weird, too, when they go on to talk about it. And she's like, younger men are totally in this year. I'm like. <laughs> That's like the most Ruby response to that, too. I have so much to teach him. Like. <laughs> like what? Oh, my God. Ren's like, okay, so tell me, when did you decide you liked? I can't even say it. And then she says, well, yesterday when I was leaving your house. And then they do this flashback to like what it felt like for Ruby. Because obviously that's not what it looked like in that scene. Yeah. An over-exaggeration of what it was like for her. And uh, and this was it, man. This scene right here. For you? That is what sparked my crush on Shia and Lewis. Shia cleans up nice, though. Even back no, then. No, he does. He looks yeah. so good. Like, in comparison to just his everyday look as Lewis Stevens, like, yeah. this is shocking. Like, he does look noticeably different. And, you know, they got the spiky hair and everything, which was in, you know, in the early 2000s. Yep. She has this moment. It's in slow motion. He winks at her. She turns around. The, you know, the wind is blowing her hair, having this moment. Ruby is me when I was 10. That that, that was the situation. <laughs> That's funny. I can see it. And I always forget. I always think my crush on him started in season three, but then every time I watched this episode, I was like, nah, yeah. that was it. His fro got super big in season three. But that's what I liked. Yeah. I liked the big curly hair. Did you like you like Adam Lambert too? Yep. And then Nick Jonas, nice. as, I, as I've said before, always just- Screech. White guys with curly brown hair. Yeah, Screech. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's weird. I don't know what it is, but it all started here, I guess. I can see it. This is where it started. Shia walking out with this with this uh, spiked hair is probably the equivalent of Ren with the crimped hair when you yeah. were a kid and you thought, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. No, totally. Especially back then, like those styles are in, like the crimped hair for the girls and then like the weird spikes, like the, like the twisty spikes almost, you know? Yeah. Like, where you mm-hmm. literally spike each individual hair, almost. Yeah, because, yeah, like, at certain parts in the episode, Shia looks ridiculous with this hairstyle. <laughs> when he's acting like Lewis, he's, he looks ridiculous. He kind of changes funny. his personality a little bit, too, at first. Like He's a little more suave. So, like, yeah. as a kid, I was suddenly like, ooh, Lewis Stevens, okay. <laughs> All right, I see it. I see it, I see it. Definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah, and so, of course, so then Ren asks her, asks Ruby, she's like, where did you get these pictures? I downloaded them off the internet. Lewis has a very interesting website. And again, I'm like, I... I, mean, I he had, no, he had a website, remember? I know, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, like on the DisneyChannel.com. I tried looking for it on the Wayback Machine and I couldn't find it. Same. And it's funny because you had told me that and I, I had remembered, like there was probably like a section on the Disney website, yeah. right? Like in, in the Even Stevens section. So it was back then, like, every show had its own page, or like, you know, mm-hmm. it was probably, like, Slash, even Stevens. Mm-hmm. And then it said, like, oh, uh, you know, visit Lewis's website. You're basically looking at his desktop. Mm-hmm. And, like, it has, like, a section for his email, and you can, like, read his emails, <laughs> yep. his sent emails, and his, like, incoming emails. Yep. And I forget, I don't even remember, I had, like, pictures of himself. I don't even remember really what it was, but. It was, it was really entertaining. Because I used to go on DisneyChannel.com all the time. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember how often I maybe visited the Even Steven site. Because like, I spent so much time on the Lizzie McGuire one playing like the dress-up game. and the, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But like I couldn't remember the Even Stevens one that much. But I know I definitely had to have visited it, at, visited it at some point. And then you were telling me about how one of the emails he sent was like, Oh yeah, I bought some staples, but I only yeah. need one staple. Can I return the rest of the staples? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so, it like I, I'm so upset. What purpose do I have for 2,000 staples or something? I just needed one. 
And then they like emailed back. Yeah, I'll send your complaint over and maybe we'll try to start selling individual staples or something like that. <laughs> I forget what it was. It was so ridiculous. Because when you told me that, it started ringing all these bells. And I was like, why does this sound insanely yeah. familiar? Yeah. Did you ever go to amandaplease.com? Yes. And all the time. I wish that they had like a literal Lewis Stevens website totally yeah. like that. They didn't like add things to it really but whereas Amanda please they were always adding new things on it mm-hmm. which it was really that was a really good website by the way I know it's I not there it anymore still, yeah, I, I don't know. think yeah it was up yeah. there until yeah, recently, recently a, few, yeah. a few years ago mm-hmm. yeah and it's so funny speaking of Amanda I realized that I can do one Amanda Bynes impression because we always talk about Moody's point oh yeah the father losing the toe <laughs> And so I just said, my father's toe. Whoa, that was insane. That might be the best impression I've ever heard you do. (laughs) Just that one line. I mean, most of your impressions are pretty much spot on, but that was really spot on. Thank you. That was awesome. I feel like I'm doing way too many impressions in this one now. Got some positive feedback on my impressions. So here are all of the impressions, guys. By the way, <laughs> I do all of them. <laughs> you, But these ones are the ones that you haven't really done before, though. Yeah. That's awesome. So basically, the whole scene in Ruby's room wraps up with uh, Ren being so horrified, and she takes Ruby's binder. There's a new pop-up in there that's Mr. and Mrs. Ruby Stevens, right? Isn't that what it is? Uh, um, I think it's... Lewis is now Ruby Stevens as well. <laughs> that's what they refer to them as. Yeah. And so Ren's like, okay, that's it. This has gone too far. Now it cuts to the Stevens kitchen with Lewis, Twitty, and Tawny. <laughs> Lewis is, you know, basically saying how he got the $50 for returning Pecky and that the lady also gave him an extra 25 because she liked his duds. <laughs> like my duds. You return the bird and then you say, you know what, honey? I'm going to give you another 25 because you look so good. I love your duds. Here, here's the 25. <laughs> I don't know what you look like normally, but you look really good right now. <laughs> So here's $25. I have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Tawny's just being Tawny about the whole situation. And she's like, you really think that this penny has some mystical powers? Uh, Whatever. And then they do the freaking penny dance, uh, which I'm sure you love. Yep. (laughs) I'm Tawny in this scene before she eventually agrees. (laughs) You said, which I'm sure you love. (laughs) Yep. And then the way Lewis is just like, okay, uh, you yeah, really turn up the radio. And I love the way right when she turns it up, it's, that was three in a row from BB Mac, just perfectly on time. Yeah, and the, yeah, he does that thing where he pops up the phone. Slaps the counter, yeah. Dials again. Yeah, it's just like, Lewis, do you not understand? Every kid in Sacramento is going to be calling. It's a finger thing. Okay, it's very specific. And then he dials it by just like scratching all the numbers. Yes, a very delicate finger thing. I'm just going to aggressively swipe every number. And so then obviously he gets through and we see that guy, uh, the DJ. Breezy Breeze. Yeah, his, his real name is Eddie V. Yeah, I love this guy. Just the way he talks. I think one of my favorite quotes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's that the might one, be my favorite quote. You, I like that really clean toilets. BB Mac. Yeah. Guys, how are you enjoying our swing in town? Well, actually, uh, we've just got off the plane. Yeah, nice airport. Yeah, really clean toilets. Okay, that's why we're the fun capital of the San Joaquin Valley. I didn't. I never even noticed that before. This time I watched it, and I just started laughing. Like he didn't even hear what he they, what their answers were. He just <laughs> had that already locked and loaded. Whatever they say. Yep, doesn't even matter. That just we're just the fun capital of the San Joaquin Valley, for whatever reason. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That is not relevant to what they said. Yeah. Yep. 
really funny. The clean toilets. I love that line. Yeah, so Lewis calls, he wins, and it's like, who are we talking to? Uh, Lewis Stevens? Lewis Stevens? Why, you're our lucky 21st caller! Lewis Stevens, how do you feel? I'm pretty cool. I think uh, maybe we should go for a 22nd caller. You know, we usually get a little more enthusiasm from our winners. Yeah, well, what can I tell you? This whole charm life thing is getting kind of old. Right, hold on to that call. Like at that point, I'd be like, "Yeah, we're giving it to someone else." <laughs> I love it because the it, it, just the <laughs> the energy is so different from DJ Breezy Breeze yeah. and like Lewis, who like doesn't care. Yep, it's like the best thing that he's won. Oh yeah, this whole lucky penny thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's when he tells Tony, he's like, "Yeah, I need any more proof?" And she just agrees. Penny dance. Penny dance. And uh, they go and dance around the penny on the chair. And Lewis does his thing, which is like almost the same thing he does as the penguin. <laughs> yeah, basically it's the his penguin voice. So then it cuts to Ren outside of Lewis's room with Ruby, and she's like, "All right, if you're going to be crushing on my brother, you need to know what you're getting into." So she shows Ruby his bedroom, and Ruby is just so blinded that even though it's a mess and disgusting, she's just like, "Oh, that's priceless! I love this. It's so free and random." <laughs> I love the way she says "random." Me too. It's so good, and the way she's like, "A shirt is not supposed to stand up by itself." I'm like, "How is that even happening? How did this happen?" And then, you know, she's like, all right, then going down and she shows Ruby this nasty green life form that's growing underneath Lewis's bed. And yeah, is it alive? We're afraid to check. (laughs) Okay, so your brother has some hygiene issues. Ruby, listen to me. You are still on the rebound. You're replacing BB Mac with Lewis. It could have been anybody. That is not true. I think Lewis is a really sweet, decent person. You don't know him like I do. He has this rotten streak in him. Ooh, and selfish? You don't even want to know. Selfish? Mm-hmm. Every time I watch this scene, it upsets me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because I'm like, okay, Ren. Yeah, that part bothers me. Okay, he is, definitely, at times. But we know, like, he's a good guy at heart, though. Yeah, well, I mean, so is Ren at times, too, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? His is just more overt. Yeah, but... Lewis can be pretty bad, but yeah. He's just a rascal. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, he's, he's a good guy at heart. Yeah, really good guy. You know, and so then Lewis shows up in the doorway, just... What are you doing in my room? And I love the reason. It's just like, oh, well, Ruby has never seen it, and I thought that she should. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Glad I cleaned up. Which is probably my best quote, maybe. I was like, I, I feel like that's going to be Britney's. It's a good one. I just always liked that yeah, scene. Yeah, it's a good line. It's just, it's just funny. It's not like the best line ever, but it's just, I just can't help but laugh. If that's Lewis's room clean, uh, hate to see it when it's dirty. <laughs> it is probably the dirtiest we ever see it, though, I think. Yeah, they did it for the sake of the episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Over the top, yeah. Let's see. And then she, he invites her to the thing. Yeah, which is so great. So he's just like, oh, yeah, Ruby, you like those BB Mac guys, right? In a healthy, non-obsessive way, yeah. All right, well, uh, I won this contest, and a bunch of us are going to go to the recording session. So, I mean, if you want to go. Lewis, that is the sweetest, most unselfish thing anyone has ever done for me. Of course I'll go with you. Thanks. I just love that, though, the way she has to oh, say that it's, man. like, the most unselfish thing. I just love this episode. I don't know why you have it so low. It's so good. It's not that low. It's in my top 30. Uh, it should be in your top 10. Mm-mm-mm. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and then, like, Ren's just like, I hope that you're satisfied. Pushes him over. He finds his skateboard. And then he says, is it wrong for a man to love a man on a penny? And then cuts to the recording session, finally. 
And I was just laughing because, you know, just let's cut to just BB Mac ending on a few guitar chords. Okay, lads, that was perfect. Let's do it again. For? I'm sorry, lads, but we came here for that Sacramento sound and we're not finding it. We came to find that Sacramento sound and we're just not finding it. I'm like, what is, what is that? What? It's apparently yodeling. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are on the same page. Uh, the quote in my written notes right here. BB Mac is looking for that quote, Sacramento sound, whatever that is. Yodelers? <laughs> 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 nope, tambourines. Tambourines were invented in Sacramento. Sacramento, like, what is so good about... <laughs> like, it's like, what are they going there? Like, they came all the way from England to Sacramento for what? Only reason anyone knows what Sacramento is is because it's the capital. And I also noted that at no point are they ever wearing headphones. Yep. I feel like someone probably said, shouldn't they be wearing headphones if they're recording? And then someone at Disney was like, no, it'll mess up their hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about this recording session is not exactly true to how yeah, most yeah. people would record an album. Yeah. Um, yeah, usually, you know, you do separate tracks. You or at least, yeah, separate microphones for each if you're doing harmonies and stuff. <laughs> and they're all just sitting there around this one mic just performing, quote unquote, live, just playing the songs. Yeah, this is like how they would record in like the 50s, maybe. 50s and the 60s, 50s, exactly. Oh my gosh. Dude's guitar over here isn't even plugged in. Like, it's just, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there are all these amplifiers and cables in the background. <laughs> what is that? It's like when they show like sports in a TV show and it's just all wrong. Yeah, I just love whenever TV shows talk about music. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just fun to see how they do it. <laughs> So, Lewis comes in, you know, excuse me, your Macness. <laughs> I thought it was so ridiculous how, okay, he won a contest, yet he brings, like, four people with him. Usually it's like, you and you and a guest. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's like, I'm just gonna bring everybody. And Ren is so dressed up for this scene, too, by the way. Is she, though? No, I mean, like, her makeup and stuff. Not dressed yes. up, but, like... Her, she's, her makeup's really done. I point this out every single time. I say her hair and makeup is so on point. She's, like, glowing. I, maybe she was, like, crushing on them, and she was like, yeah. I gotta look good for me, Mac. <laughs> and then in Chrissy's kitchen, she and Lauren were talking about how they were, like, crushing on BB Mac, too. I don't know if you, you saw that one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This, by the way, might be my favorite all-time Even Steven scenes, just this whole studio thing. Mm. Personally, at least top three. So they see that there's free cheese, which honestly <laughs> is the best part of like any function. My whole for like three years, every time there was cheese at the dinner table, if like we had pizza or like pasta, <laughs> oh free cheese, yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. It, anytime yeah. I go to any sort of yeah. function, any wedding, any like anything, there's the free cheese platter. Forever, I will. Every time I see a cheese platter, I think of this episode. Well, not even that. It's just I've always liked the free cheese. It is the best part. Yeah, it is the best part. Free cheese and crackers. Because usually, like whenever you're at a function like this or something, you're starving. Yeah. Like for some reason, you're always hungry. It takes forever to get to the food part. Yes. And the only thing you have is like cheese and and strawberries and crackers and stuff. And so that's your saving grace, and it just tastes so good because you're starving. (laughs) Yeah. And so BB Mac also agrees that the best part of being rock stars is free cheese. Um, and I love the way they say rock stars. That's always cringy to me. I'm like, they're pop stars. Pop rock stars. They did play instruments, though. They all played guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. 
I feel like even saying pop stars would be weird. Like, just say, like, what's the best part of being famous or something? Yeah. I don't know. just always sounded weird to me. What's the best thing about being rock stars? <laughs> like, they're, like, Kiss or something? <laughs> they're thrashing hotel rooms and... You're just, like, telling them, you guys are rock stars. Yeah, that's true. There's, like, a self-awareness to it. That's kind of weird. It's like, oh, yeah, the best thing about being a rock star? Yeah. <laughs> it's the free cheese. Free cheese. I know, in unison, in that accent. Yeah, so they go over to the free cheese table, too, and Twitty starts trying to promote the Alan Twitty project to them, which is funny, because they were already the Twitty Stevens connection by now, but I guess Sacramento Girl was only ever an Alan Twitty project song Mm -hmm. at that point. And I love the way they got a demo tape, and it's like a little cassette. Yeah. Why does Twitty think that these guys are going to listen to it when you're mocking their accent? Like, I just noticed that, where he's like, What is this little song I like to call Sacramento Girl? You ever heard of it? It's pretty great. No, I must have missed that one. Oh, I must have missed that one. Yeah, I must have missed that one. Look at that. I got a tape right here. You should check that out sometime, huh? (laughs) I'm like, you're mocking them to their faces. And you're like, yeah, why don't you check that out? Well, because I think he thought they were making fun of him or something. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I must have missed that one. Yeah. Eye-rollingly. And then... Mm -hmm. It's great. I know, but it's just so over the top. I'm like, oh my God, 20. To their faces. You're being so like argumentative and passive aggressive. Like there's like this feud between BB Mac and Twitty. (laughs) It's so real though, the way they pass the thing down and then stick it under the block of cheese. And then Twitty ends up with it at the end. Wait, what? Because he takes the cheese platter. Oh yeah, true. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Was there more than one platter? Uh, Actually, there might have been. I just always thought... Because that would have been funny if he suddenly ends up with his own tape under the thing and went like, dang. I like to just think that it was the same cheese platter. <laughs> oh my gosh. One time I met Fall Out Boy at a radio junket and I gave Pete Wentz a demo. Nice. And then of course, never heard anything. Of course. I said, really hurts to know he probably stuck it under a block of cheese as soon as I left. I Do you know who Johnny Lang is? Yeah. I met him at like at the ASCAP Expo one year. And I was like starstruck because I've been listening to him since I was a kid. And then, but um, I get, <laughs> didn't even think about that. But yeah, I was, I was like, I was speechless. I was like, oh man, dude, like you're like a big influence on me. You know, even just is this story time with Ethan again? Yeah, it is. And even <laughs> just, I love Johnny Lang, and I gave him my demo. I never heard back. He was like, oh yeah, he was super nice. By the way, I mean, he probably got a million demos that day. Oh yeah. Yeah, I always wonder if those artists ever list. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some do if they only get like one or two. Oh, yeah. So then um, Lewis, how does it happen? Um, He said. Oh, yeah. They said, like, what about you, Lewis? Do you play any instruments? Wait, did. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been known to shake a mean tambourine in my day. Like, where <laughs> did that, that come from? I've used that line so much. <laughs> Back in your day, what, when you were five? That's a great line. That's one of my favorites. That was on, I almost picked that as my favorite. That's a good one. I think this might also be one of my favorite quotes, just where he's like... Would you mind? Well, yeah, just like I said, get the tambourine. Hey, that's the tambourine. Oh, I was like, doing there. Uh, that's the tambourine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he doesn't know what yeah. a tambourine is. Oh, also, I forgot, too, when they first came into the studio, uh, Ren says, ooh, he's gorgeous about Christian or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then Ruby says, I know. And she's looking at Lewis. That was me. I was like, I don't like these guys in BB Mag. Oh, yeah. And then I love the way the guy, uh, what's his face? It's Mark. Stee. I must, it must be Stee. Who's Steven. Stee. Yeah. Yeah. 
what he says, hey, if this works out, you could come on tour with us. And I was like, if only landing a national gig was that easy. <laughs> I'm just like, shaking a damn reed. You can do it too, bro. Like you don't need to hire. Lewis just goes jangle, jangle, jangle. And they're like, that's the Sacramento sound we've been looking for. <laughs> I love just, it's kind of almost like satire of like just the music industry in a weird oh yeah it's that easy to get a job here's our tambourine player lewis stevens just it's so odd i love the oddity about the tambourine it's just really good yeah and then ruby's like oh my god wasn't lewis brilliant and she's like he banged a stinking tambourine (laughs) ruby's like oh i have to tell him how i feel and then tawny suddenly not having it wait a second you and lewis why you got some kind of claim on him well, you know, I was his friend before he got lucky. I can't believe this. You guys are actually fighting over Lewis. Is this some bizarre cosmic joke? Oh, man. And then Christy's face here is so good. I know, because Ren's just like, uh, do you guys realize what's happening right now? You are fighting over Lewis Stevens. Perfect. So then they start performing Love is Unpredictable. How can I convince you that you're really not alone? This is a good song. I know exactly what you're going through. I love the way he goes the ding. You ever notice he does that? <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. I really like this pre-chorus though. I want to show you Dude, this song's so good. Honestly, I never do this song outside of this episode, though. Oh, really? Oh, man. it's a, The album's pretty good, the, their first yeah. album. It has like, I always knew ones. Back Here, obviously, and then, and then I knew the song from Lizzie McGuire, which was the... See, but yeah, before they start playing, there's like a weird ADR where, where Lewis says like, okay, all right. Like it's not. Okay. I didn't notice the ADR there. Okay. I've always noticed it. It's so weird. Huh. Like, okay, Lewis, wait for your cue. Okay. And he's like, okay, all right. Like it's, his mouth isn't matching at all. And the sound quality is different. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they're playing the song and again, totally how a pop act in 2001 would record a song live. It's just funny. Like smiling at each other and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so funny. And yeah, and, they, and they're smiling to themselves as they're singing as well. Yeah, that's the best part. They're just like singing. They just love like, themselves so yeah. much, you know? <laughs> My hair looks so good. Good thing I don't have to wear headphones. <laughs> yeah, so they give Lewis the cue. He starts bouncing around like a lunatic, banging the tambourine <laughs> on his head. This is the best part of the scene, by the way. Jumping around just everywhere. My mom hates this. <laughs> it's so amazing. Because she's just like, she just is always like, how come he cannot just be a normal? <laughs> she's like, what is wrong with him? He realizes that he can't keep up this new persona any longer. He just has to express his Lewisness. Out. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, he's still Lewis, even though for like a couple hours, he's this new smooth guy. Yeah. And so obviously, while he's jumping around... His penny must fall out of his pocket. Can't can't imagine how. Yeah, I know. Wow, yeah. Practically doing backflips around the studio. Uh, (laughs) You know, he loses the penny. Everything starts going wrong. There's like a shift in the universe, according to Ruby. And, you know, because Tawny's like, oh, no, never mind, Ruby. I have no claim on Lewis. You have every right to tell him how you feel. Was that Tawny saying that she likes him, basically? Like, like I may like him, but I have no claim on him. So you you can go and tell him. Yeah. 
It's like weird. That's I always I always took it as that, yeah. Because like we never have gotten like I mean yeah when we see from her at least not really yeah yeah. But anyway, yeah, and so I love Lauren's acting too, where she turns around all happy again to look at him, and then she suddenly her face starts like contorting. She's like making this face. <laughs> She's so disgusted. And uh, Lewis falls over, wrecks everything, and I love the way again the way obviously this was totally not live because they just cut the song. It can take it. <laughs> like the whole song just <laughs> everything stops at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. They add in some feedback to make it sound legit, but it's just like... Everything just stops. It's like in a party scene in a movie when like something bad happens and the record scratches. Yeah. No one was standing by the record player, but it just stopped. It just does. Yeah. Stuff like this always makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. If this was live, if this was real, everyone would have stopped at their own time. It would have been a mess. And some, one person would still maybe be singing. Yep. Instead, it's just, it could take it. Also, <laughs> probably the engineer would have stopped this like 30 seconds before <laughs> the crash happened. Like as soon as Lewis started jumping around. Yeah. But he'd be like, what is happening? I cut. Hey, but he had the penny that whole time. They were under the impression that this was the Sacramento sound. <laughs> That's true. Right after Ruby says, I suddenly find him odd and annoying. They cut to that one shot of Lewis like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's hitting the tambourine so weird. The editing in this episode is really good, by the way. They cut him off. I always hated when he goes, was I that bad? And he goes, I'm quitting music. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? I'm like, Lewis was so bad that you're going to quit music. Is it, that's, a, that's an old expression. Like, I forget what you, what it's usually referred to in in the context but it's an old expression though like i was always like what are you saying and just like the phrase i'm quitting music just sounds weird yeah like that's it i'm quitting music <laughs> <laughs> so lewis is like i love the way he goes what about the record and the touring huh what about bb max stevens i'm like as if it ever got that far the conversation <laughs> it never really got to to renaming it bb max stevens he's spilling he's thinking out loud at this point what his own fantasies were yeah what happened to bb max stevens he's like no it, never mind we're not going to do that because i have my lucky penny and then looks in the pocket the faces <laughs> he makes when he looks in this pocket i just can't what is that oh that's my finger. <laughs> yeah that's the best part what is that that's my finger um <laughs> Yeah, I love whenever he shouts, what is that? He does that a lot. I know. And then I love how Twitty is stressing out, too. I love, yeah, when they just cut to Twitty and he's eating the free he's cheese, like, but he's just like... You know, pulling on his hair and stuff. Yeah, but while snacking on the free cheese, like yes. frantically eating the free cheese. <laughs> yeah, Lewis, when he looks in the pocket, the face he makes, the shift from like side to side, boop, boop, with the neck, like looking for the, <laughs> looking for the Benny. Yeah, what is that? That's my finger. No one move the premises that you're in right now. <laughs> yeah, crawling around looking for the penny. Uh, can't find the penny. Uh, he, they have to treat him like a literal baby and go in and say, Louis, okay, we have to leave. It's so embarrassing, though. Like, at this point, I just start cringing because I'm like, Louis. I remember when I was a kid, I used to, I stressed out at this part because I was like, I wanted it so him so badly to to not lose the penny. The luck to continue, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's just like, okay, here we go, having to take this 
child <laughs> out of here who's having a literal meltdown yeah. tantrum over this penny. And the way like they show BB Mac, like, okay, guys, like it's been fun, but like get out of here. You're a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. They leave and they take the cheese with them. Yeah. With Ren, like, okay, you're taking the cheese. Okay, you're taking the cheese. <laughs> BB Mac, they're like, I think he was looking for this. And like all that over a penny. Five seconds. After picking up this penny, a song just hit number one. The way they celebrate also just, it's so manufactured celebration. Hey, lads, you're not going to believe this. Our song just hit number one. Yes! Come on! Hey, I think we should keep hold of this bearded chap. (laughs) I think we should keep uh, hold of this bearded chap. I'm like, yeah, so as I was writing my notes, I was just said, they had BB Max say things like lads and chap to remind us that they're from England. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> same, same more English stuff. So then zooms in on the penny. The penny gives us a wink as if the penny really does have powers. And that's the end of the episode. And when it cuts back, it's the final minute bit, which is literally just a little music video for Sacramento Girl. And it's the best it's the best rendition I think we get. Well, it's like the only rendition, full rendition we get. The ending's really good, though. Where they yeah. Go, you go and set me free. And then the guitar. That's good. I like that. I like that ending a lot. And then they start, yeah. <laughs> then they start chasing them. And then one of my favorite lines. Of course. Take that, baby, Mac. Yep. Going down in history right there. And totally, like, jabbing at your guest star. Yeah. <laughs> the guest stars of the episode. <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way, yeah. It's just Twitty getting revenge. I love this episode, by the way. I, I I know. If I haven't said it yet. Also, the captions during Sacramento Girl on Disney Plus are totally wrong. Or at least I think so. So for the, for the second verse, finish it. Okay, ready? Before I met the girl, I had it made. Um, she, Something, something, then the whole arcade. What's the line he says before that? I think it's now she scores higher now than the whole Now she scores higher than a whole arcade, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's totally the line, right? Yeah. Which I always thought was hilarious. That might be my favorite quote. These lyrics. It's such like a throwaway line, too. I love it, but I always thought it was so funny. Yeah. But anyway, so the captions on Disney Plus are, before I met the girl, I had it made. Now she's grown tired of the whole love game. That's not it. That's just not it. That's not it. So, like, why would they write that? Anyway. And that's basically the end of the episode. When the credits hit, I suddenly realized why they're called BB Mac. Yeah. I just looked at the credits and I just put it together. I was like, oh, two of their last names start with the letter B and one of them starts with Mac. How should we name ourselves? (laughs) That's like the first thing you think of when you name a band. How would our initials make sense here? Yep, but they changed the spelling, M-A-K. Yeah, M-A-K. So instead of just M-C or whatever. Yeah. Make it funky. (laughs) Yes, so that's the end of the episode. I feel like we pretty much, I know you love it. I just like how the story flows. You don't really have expectations for it. I mean, obviously you've seen it a lot of times, but like the first time you watch it, I feel like you can't see exactly where it's going. Mm. The different plot points are pretty, I think they're pretty unique within the story. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to combine a Lucky Penny episode with, uh, you know, a guest star episode, but... Yeah. They did a really good job at it, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, again, I'm not saying yeah. they didn't. I know you don't hate the episode, I'm just... I love this episode. Anyway, so... MVP... 
Um, besides Shia, I'm gonna say Ruby. Yes, me too. I do like Tweety a lot though. In this, this is like w- one of the few episodes where every single person is good. Except, I mean, obviously BB Mac was what they are, but <laughs> everyone else I think was really good. I definitely am gonna pick Ruby. I mean, it's it's really her plot line. Yeah, this is and her. This is her best episode, I think. Yeah, her performance throughout this whole thing too. It's just really, oh yeah, really strong. It's just really, really good. Mm-hmm. So it's time for some trivia. Is it true? Did you know? That for your information, is it true that what does that mean? I, I was actually gonna tell my my uh, Nelson story now. I will say. He, so his first acting gig was on the Cosby Show, where he played Sandra and um, Elvin's babe, one of the twins, and his name was Nelson on that show too. Yeah, I know, I know that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I wonder if they named him Nelson. Yeah, and even Stevens because his first role, his name was Nelson. <laughs> it's like a weird name. It's not like a common name at all. But anyways, yeah, I I've yeah. known one person in my life named Nelson, and he was like my uncle's friend. Yeah. Was there a trivia? About DJ, about Eddie V. He was also on That's a Raven. Yeah, he was in three episodes, actually, of Even Stevens, too. He was on... Yep. Um, Model Principal. Model Principal, that's the one I remember. I don't remember the other one, though. Gutter Queen, did he, with the stinky feet? Lewis That, I think, Stevens. was... I was going to say Gutter Queen. I think it was Gutter Queen. Lewis Selfertoe Stevens, or something yeah. like they have him yeah. say it. BB Mac trivia, they disbanded in 2003, which is two years after this episode aired. I know, crazy. That's pretty much all I got. There wasn't a ton on this episode for some reason because it's kind of a like a special episode. The I was laughing at how absurd the trivia on TV.com is for this episode. I don't even bother looking at that anymore because some of it's like ridiculous stuff. This is the dumbest stuff you will ever hear. Therefore, I have to read it. Okay. So. So there is one that says, in a few shots of Ruby's room, you can see Big Bunny, the stuffed animal used in the movie Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Oh, oh, no way. Like, I I don't know if it's literally the same bunny or just looks similar. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'd have to look again. That's interesting, though. Um, Then they said that that Lewis's penny is a 2001 Denver-minted Lincoln Head scent. Oh, thanks. I know, it's like, thanks for that. A penny's a penny. I hate when the trivia is just observations of the episode. <laughs> I know. Like, that's not trivia. That's just, like, observations. <laughs> again, again, that's what a lot of these are. At the end, when they're singing Sacramento Girl, Ruby is singing, but she's not in the band. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too, actually. <laughs> that always annoyed me. Yeah. Like, they just threw a bass on her, too, and she's just holding a bass. Um, this one killed me, okay? This is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. The tambourine BB Mac gives Lewis to play is a rather cheap-looking all-metal model that looks more like a children's plaything rather than a professional instrument, which one would expect to see at a session for such successful recording artists. <laughs> Who's writing these trivia? <laughs> Whoa, that's great trivia. <laughs> oh man, I didn't notice that. You can tell the person who wrote this is trying to sound all smart. But it's probably written by like a 10-year-old. They say rather twice, so it's a rather cheap-looking children's plaything rather than a professional instrument. And then them pointing this out as if 
they can't tell that this is what it was supposed to be. It says, when the scene with Ruby and Lewis passing each other in the doorway of Lewis's house is replayed later in the episode, it shows Lewis winking at her and Ruby turning around to look back at him. Neither of these things happened the first time the scene was shown. What? Oh. Obviously, it's for comedic effect the second time around. Tell me more facts. I know, it's like, seriously? So I think that's all the quote-unquote trivia. (laughs) Using that word very lightly, out of all the episodes, you know, it's fun when we get to more popular ones. Because, my friends, it's time for tweets. This is already right, right here. This is one of my favorite ones. This is from 2013. Devin says... I won a radio contest this morning. Parentheses. This is a bucket list item going back to Even Stevens and the Lucky Penny. And he posted a screenshot of the text he got from winning the contest. And it says he had to text flatbread to 88474. And he got back. You are the 93rd text. You won two Wendy's combo meals. We will be contacting you shortly. <laughs> it's not even like a radio contest. It's just like he doesn't win like concert tickets or anything like that. It's just of $8 value. That's awesome. Have you ever won a radio contest, by the way? Uh, yes, actually. I won Jonas Brothers meet and greets. Oh, nice. And tickets. I won a couple over the years. Yeah. I won train tickets one time. That was cool. I used to like train. That's amazing. <laughs> train. Yeah. That's cool. Jones Brothers meet and greet though. Yeah. And, and tickets. It was like fourth row. Wow. At the height of their popularity, like 2008. Yeah. And I love the way someone responded to that and said, congratulations. Enjoy your meal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Marcella, back in 2009, said... Who else was annoyed that Ruby liked Lewis on Even Stevens? I was dot 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 a pissed off 14 year old, now an angry 23 year old. Because she was jealous or something? Honey, if you're 23, like, let it go. Let it go. He's, it's fake. (laughs) Why are you still an angry 23 year old over this episode, honey? Like, I don't understand. Blank. That's literally the dude's name. Says, this just made me laugh. Remember that episode of Even Stevens where they found an actual lucky penny and then lost it? A memoir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Tom Beecher says, You remember on Even Stevens when Ruby got obsessed with PB Mac and then with Lewis? What a world they lived in. Hashtag back here, baby. Hashtag bring BB back. Nice. Love it. That children's TV station. I didn't understand this wording. They said, and it's all totally wrong. So this is what, this is even worse, that this was like the TV station. They have a verified account. This is what they were tweeting out to promote this episode. Ren gets a chance to meet her favorite band and even Stevens next on CITV. And the bigger kids amongst you might recognize them. It's BB Mac. What? Who is in charge of their social media? Whoever did this on December 4th, 2011 should have been fired. Yeah. So then a girl named Allie, who's a One Direction fan, says, Watching Even Stevens, where there is an incredibly accurate parallel between me and 1D and Ruby and BB Mac. <laughs> a lot of people just saying, like, do you remember that episode with BB Mac? And the Lucky yeah, yeah. Penny. Same old, same old. Yeah, and then someone mentions the free cheese. Of course. Where they said, 
unpredictable was that B.B. Max song. I love that episode of Even Stevens with the lucky penny and the free cheese. Finally. Kelly says, whenever I hear back here by B.B. Mac, it reminds me of when they played it on Even Stevens. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. I can see the confusion. They're similar songs, I guess. I feel so bad about the people who are like poking fun at B.B. Mac. Yeah. So Scott says, where did B.B. Mac go? They're supposed to be back here. Oh, man. I know. Emily says, retweet if you occasionally think about the B.B. Mac episode of Even Stevens. Just occasionally, just think about it. And it has no retweets, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, no one else casually thinks about it. No one else even knows what she's talking about. Sally says, speaking of boy bands, the B.B. Mac episode of Even Stevens might be the greatest 30 minutes of TV ever produced. Yep. Beatrice says, listening to B.B. Mac and wishing that Even Stevens was still on television. Bants? I don't know. B-A-N-C-E. They say, I'm guessing B.B. Mac lost the lucky penny they found in Even Stevens. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That's That's my favorite one. And then they said jokes that are no longer relevant for 200. <laughs> They're not going to top that one. That was a good one. Becca says, anyone else remember BB Mac? I'll never forget when Ren got to hang out with them on Even Stevens. Hashtag crazy for this girl, which is not a BB Mac song. Not the same artist. <laughs> <laughs> Evan and Jaren was their names, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That That's a good song, actually. It is. I just laughed at this. Chris says... Was about to go to sleep. Then I stumbled upon the B.B. Mac episode of Even Stevens, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) It's like, we just got to figure it out. Yeah, you stayed up watching it. Yeah, again, another person. I always thought B.B. Mac was like a fake group for Even Stevens, but turns out they're real. Here's one. This killed me. She wrote to Shia at the campaign book. And said, Shia, is this your Twitter for reals? Remember when B.B. Mac was on that episode of Even Stevens? K-T-T-Y-L, hashtag Sacramento girl. <laughs> that's like, I think that's the first time we've had someone tweet Shia. Why would you write that to Shia LaBeouf? Hey, member Shia? Uh, LaToya says, I want to meet someone whose favorite boy band was B.B. Mac. Outside of that one Even Stevens episode, I don't think such a person exists. <laughs> Terrible. That's pretty bad. Every other group I know, I knew I knew like hardcore fans for them, like mm-hmm. 98 Degrees, LFO, even, or Hanson, obviously. Mm-hmm. BB Mac was never really, I never knew anyone who was really that obsessed with them. No. They kind of were just on like the fringes of the boy band yeah. craze. I think just their style was a little less R&B. Katrina says, even Stevens has brought back a lot of memories, Butterfly Clips, Crimped Hair, and BB Mac. And then my favorite one, my personal favorite one is from Alex. They just wrote this last year. They said, My 10-year-old self really thought Shia looked fine as hell during this makeover scene. Hashtag even Stevens. And they put the two screenshots of him walking through the door. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, he looked better than B.B. Mac. I just loved that tweet. There is a nostalgia about this episode more so than some other ones. Because of the guest star and, like, B.B. Mac didn't last outside of that, like, the next two years. Right. It's bottled. Right. Yeah. This is an artist who's been who was literally around for two or three years and that's it. Exactly. Yeah. So there's definitely like that nostalgia to it, too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But those tweets were fun. (laughs) That was yeah. That was our best batch, I think, for sure. So next best quote, we kind of went over uh, it a little bit. But honestly, 
I think my favorite has to be the lyric before I met the girl I had it made. Now she scores higher than the whole arcade. <laughs> nice. I've always laughed at that lyric. That's a good one. Love it. So I have a top five favorite quotes from this oh episode. Oh my gosh. Okay. So at number five, I'm dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Number four, really clean toilets. Okay. That's why we're the fun capital of the San Joaquin Valley. Yep. I had that as my runner up. <laughs> number three. Take that, BB Mac. Oh, of course. Number two. Oh, free cheese, yeah. <laughs> and then number one, you're taking the cheese. <laughs> really? Yes. Every time that kills me when she says that. Oh it's just gosh. so candid and like you don't even yeah. notice it unless you're really paying attention. It's yeah. probably like my favorite Ren line I think she ever says. Oh my God. That's such an oddly, like, again, <laughs> you with your oddly specific things, literally just Ren saying you're taking the cheese is your favorite Ren line of all time. It's the, I think it's just the moment too of they're freaking out, but he still remembers to take this huge platter of cheese that yeah. he can't possibly eat. Yeah. You're taking the cheese. Okay. You're taking the cheese. It's so straight, man. I love it. Yeah, so I think, yeah, mine's the arcade lyric, and then I had that, um, the DJ quote as my runner-up. Yeah, that's a good one. And then, get the tambourine. That's the tambourine. That's the tambourine. There and, it is. uh, yeah. Potential alternate title, what did you come up with? I came up with AB Baby Mac. Ooh! <laughs> trying to do a before and after. AB Baby Mac! Because he calls him AB Baby one time, and then... Yeah, he's like, okay, AB Baby, work your magic, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mine is so corny. I tried to do what I did with Almost Perfect and combine the two plots. Uh, yeah, yeah. Si, senor. I'm never going to get better than that. Si, senor is good. I've never liked Almost Perfect and I've never liked Starstruck either. Yeah, no. I don't even want to say this because it's so corny. Literally just lucky stars. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's be on. It's not bad. Keeping the star from Starstruck, but adding in lucky for the penny. When the stars align. Yeah. I, I like going to like a really minute detail of the episode and naming the te- the episode after that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the free cheese. That'll just about do it for this episode, which is insane because we've been talking for exactly three hours. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just because this was our first episode back in a yeah. bit talking about an actual episode it's the season two opener and again like i'm telling you i don't not like this episode it's number 27 you just don't like it as much as me it's a good episode i don't no. i wrote that it was probably one of my personal favorites just because i love anything to do with music and it's just yeah. funny to me it's just such a good one it feels really fresh when you're watching it that is it for today oh this is going to be a sucker to edit but uh <laughs> i'm gonna have to chip away on it Day after day. You you better leave in all my stories. Yeah, and I'll try to come up with a little (laughs) jingle. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please be sure. I'm falling asleep. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, Where am I? Uh, (laughs) It's like 9 o'clock and I haven't even eaten dinner. Be sure to follow on all of the socials. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, evenstevensrank.com. Leave us a voicemail. Send an email. Evenstevensrank at gmail.com. All of that good stuff. And uh, yeah, feeling pretty good. Kicking off season two, moving on. And uh, that'll be fun. All these will be fun, I'm sure. Yeah. It's hard to not have fun talking about this show. I'm pumped. But yes, yeah, so thanks again. And we will see you in the next episode. See ya. See ya.